clones. Let me talk to you for a minute about one of the all-time great brands, Dickies. The number one brand in performance workwear knows that work is so much more than what you do. It's also who you are. Just like professional athletes, your work is judged by how you perform on the job. This is why Dickies Flex Work Pants and Shirts are engineered to give you superior mobility, advanced protection, and enhanced durability. Dickies Flex is backed with Dickies Unconditional Satisfaction Guarantee so you know that the Flex Series is made to work as hard as you work. Dickies Flex, engineered to move, engineered to last. You can learn more at dickies.com. Once again, go to dickies.com. This is RPO, Rome Price Opinion. Now, here's Jim Rome and two-time Super Bowl champion, Trevor Price. Trevor, great to have you back. So let me start with last night's game. The Eagles come into Los Angeles with their backup quarterback. They're two touchdown dogs, and they punch the Rams in the face to keep their season alive. Trevor, Sean McVay seemed pretty concerned after the game was over. How concerned should he and the Rams be? Uh, well, didn't I tell you all this was going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> no way. I never, expect, I never expected that from you, the I told you so guy. Yeah. I mean, you've been yeah, waiting, you've been waiting on this all year long. Lap. I told so, so, so funny enough, they're not fighting with each other. They're fighting with the fans. That's when you know it's a disaster, right? When the, when the players and fans are fighting as people are going off the field, especially after the season they've had where they came out so hot, so fast, and eventually everything comes back down to earth. And they've come back down to earth, right? But, but it's kind of like, okay, what happens next? Uh, they're going. They're going to limp into the playoffs. Hopefully, for, for their stake, they win the next two games. But if they don't, if they even look bad, the next two games, get ready for a one and done, one and fucking done. Hmm. All right. So go back to your first point. I'm glad you brought that up. It's what you were talking about specifically when you say they're fighting with the fans. There was video from last night's game where DB Marcus Peters left the bench to go talk to a fan who appeared to be jawing at him. Now, you've obviously seen that video. What did you think when you saw that? And then when you played the game, how often were fans screaming specifically at you trying to get your attention to try to get a reaction like that? Well, if you've played in Oakland as many times as I had every damn time. Mm. Well, and the thing is, what you have to realize is the fans are there to pay to watch. Why are you talking with somebody who is and I'm not I'm not trying to say this as 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 an asshole on that, but that guy's beneath you. Right. He's not good enough to play football on this field. Why are you why are you lowering yourself to him? And I don't want to talk bad about football fans, but if somebody wants to wants to talk crazy, they have paid for their ticket. It is their right. They can do that. To an extent, but it's your job to realize I have a job to do, right? And my job is not part jumping in the stands, getting to a conversation, altercation with some clown who, who whose night is ruined because you lost a football game. Move on with your life. Like at no point will I ever blame a fan for that. At no point. Because we, we played in Oakland many a times and it happened all the time. And if you were winning, it wouldn't happen, right? So there was a time, Trevor Price story time, there was one time the Oakland Raiders came to Denver and Oakland and Denver have the really awful fucking rivalry. So it was snowing and all of a sudden the entire Oakland Raiders sideline is having a snowball fight with fans in Denver. And I'm like, how did y'all get there? (laughs) At what point in your brain do you say, this is a good idea and you are going to have a snowball fight in the middle of a football game 
with a bunch of rowdy fans Crazy. in the stands. Right. I mean, so I, I see both sides of this. Like, I, I really respect what you're saying about, come on, man. The, like, the fan is beneath you. You have a job to do. But at the same time, in buying that ticket, I mean, that's part of it. You're going to get fans talking shit. You're going to get fans heckling you. But it doesn't give them license to say anything, does it? No, it, it does not give them. But it also gives you license to not listen to that. Right. And say to, and say to yourself, do you know what the check that I'm going to get on Tuesday is going to be? Win, lose, or draw? And if you want to protect that... What you can't do is go fight with a fan. But what, what, what we used to have guys do is say, listen, I remember one, day, one time, I forget who it was, one of the guys in the Broncos, one of the young guys, fans heckling him, dude says, look, I'll give you 500 grand for a night with your wife. That <laughs> shut everything down. <laughs> like right. Everybody that stopped it was like, like all communications cease because she was like, I'll take it. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> right? Wow. So you, wow. Have, you have to get to the point where you are just like, this is part of the game, this is part of it, but this is not important. It does not give them license to, but it also gives you license to not listen to it. If you have a real problem, what you can do is go tell somebody, security, come deal with that. But to, to engage with some clown who, who's, you know what I mean, whose day depends on a football game, come on, man. Well, not to, mention, on, that, that, man. Not to mention you made that guy's day. I mean, I mean, you went over there and you shut that guy up. And I don't know, exactly. No, That's but, exactly what you wanted. No, exactly. You know what's really interesting, though, Trevor? It's, there were a lot of guys on Twitter, guys who play the game right now at a really high level, who were all about it. And I think the, the feeling is we've all been through that. We've all dealt with that asshole. Good, man. You handled that. But but I got to admit, and it seems to me, dude, you got a job to do. If a guy like that can get in your head and under your skin and take you out of your element, what's going to happen on the field when it really Jesus goes down? Christ. Jesus Christ, man. If you if if that bothers you, imagine what I'm going to say to you. Right. Imagine what I'm going to say to you as an opponent. If I know that 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 some guy with you know, 175 pounds soaking wet wearing a jersey can can get you to flip, God knows what I'm going to say in between the lines. God knows what I'm going to do in between the lines. You have to be better than that. I believe me, I understand it. I understand the fan thing. I understand, you know, testing your manhood. And, you know, as football players, what you have to realize, Jim, people have to realize we are built on conflict every day. This is what this is what we are. The Ravens have a sign um, that, that, that Jim, John Harbaugh has a sign inside the building that says every day you get in four fights a day. You fight with yourself. You fight with, um, you know, trying to be better. I mean, it said just said four fights a day, and I was like, yeah, that's about right. But he was saying in a, metaf- in a metaphoric way, right? But I'm like, no, it's four fights because we practice, and football is a physical game. There is no way around it. You no. have to do that. So we are built on conflict, and we are consistently looking for conflict. But that's not the conflict you want. That conflict gets you nowhere. That conflict is not part of your contract. You do not get paid to fight with a fan. No. I only fight with people that have on pads on. Right. Or that you're paid to fight or it's part of or your I'm, job to fight. You know, right. I, I remember Howie if Long someone, told me that. If someone points, if someone points to somebody and says, look, you get a million dollars a year to go fight that guy, then point him out. Right. But what am I getting for fighting you? For and, free. and the thing is, I remember at college, I had a, uh, my roommate. My roommate was a DB, right? And it was a, a little chunky defensive lineman. They always want to have a foot race with everybody. Hey, man, let's have a foot race. And my roommate goes, look, I race you, I win and lose. Because if I beat you, they said, hey, you beat the fat guy in a foot race. If I lose to you, you lost to the fat guy in a foot race. Right. There's right. no winning in this. No, no, exactly. Exactly. There's no winning in this. Exactly. Now, if you're in the mood 
Trevor to say, I told you so. Why don't we just go back to Thursday night while we're at it? Because the Chargers had lost nine in a row to the Chiefs. They go into Kansas City's house. They come back from a two-touchdown deficit in the fourth quarter. On this very podcast last week, you said there's no way. There's no way anybody beats anybody at anything ten times in a row. What did you think, though, when they fell behind two touchdowns early? <laughs> that I'm wrong, right? <laughs> for once in my life, I was Wait, like, "This what? Chiefs juggernaut, this Chiefs juggernaut is like, it, it is like a snowball rolling downhill, just picks up snow." But what happened is it kept rolling, and as you go further down, the heat shows up, and the snowball got real big and got real small. Then all of a sudden, the small snowball becomes a pebble, and that the one pushing the thing down the hill was the Chargers. I told everybody a long time ago, the Chargers are the one of the most dangerous teams in NFL because of their quarterback and because of their wide receivers. Not because of anything, not even their defense. The defense is it's fine. You know what I mean? They they are what they are. But playing against the Chargers is a is a exercise in futility, right? Because you really don't know what you're going to get. The quarterback throws the ball weird. They play in a weird stadium. Everything looks funny. They're supposed to be in San Diego. They're not in L.A. It's like, it's like playing... Uh, uh, an all-star team from the 60s. You really don't know what you're going to get. And then all of a sudden, you look up, and they're 11-3. and three. That's the Chargers, man. Like you, you can't even explain why there's good. Melvin Gordon didn't play. They're, they're better, you know, one of the best backs in the NFL did not play. Um, Joey Bosa is still trying to find his sea legs. Why are they so good? It has to be Phillip Rivers and the wideouts. How good? Are they, I mean, are they the best team in the NFL right now? By far. I, I think far. I think I think they're, they're the best team in NFL. I say that by far, as I'm, as, and I mean by that is, no one's going to overtake them. Are they the best team by a, a large margin? Margin? No. The, you know, them in Kansas City and New Orleans and the same cast of characters are all kind of lumped together. But for the last three or four weeks, they've been the best team in the NFL. All right, so. The Steelers then, they chase their choke job against Miami, or I should say the Patriots do, by imploding on both sides of the ball against Pittsburgh. So any chance for a top <laughs> seed is out right now. They've got losing record on the road. If you're the Patriots, you know, you can't just write this thing off, Trevor, as, yeah, well, the weird things happen in South Florida. That was one bad weekend. They've got Pittsburgh next. Well, look what happened against Pittsburgh. How concerned should the Patriots be? There's two things. So when Mike Vrabel used to play for them, he always said the same thing over again. And he, and he was saying this 10 years ago. He was like, when we play well, we're experienced. But we don't play well, we're old. That's not true. When the Patriots play on the road, they are old. When they play at home, they're experienced. That's why they always have to have a home playoff a home playoff game. And it looks like this year they're not getting one. Right. Right? They're not, not going to get one this year. So expect them to go home early as well, right along with the goddamn job, the Rams. The, the thing about the Patriots is th their offense functions on timing. Their offense functions on um, uh, 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 weird things happening and, and kind of like they find different ways to get the ball to different people at different times. You, so you don't know who the matchup is that week. It's always somebody different. They always talk about how multiple the Patriots are. But that little bubble thing they were doing with Julian Edelman – when it didn't work the first time, stop fucking running it. And they threw it like three or four times, and I was like, I was like, the the, the Steelers are baiting you into throwing that, right? Because Julian Edelman is not faster than anybody on the Steelers in the back end. He's not faster than them. So the fact that he's getting the ball one yard past the line of scrimmage, and you expect him to run for another eight, good luck with that shit. Because Craig Hayward, uh, Ironhead Hayward's kid is going to catch him. 
and he did catch them several times, right? So I, I, I'm, I'm looking at, I'm watching them play, and they look like the Patriots team that I know of. When they play on the road, that is a problem. At home, they are a problem. You know, I'm looking at this team, and I just, what I don't understand is you see Tom Brady last week, and he admits, oh, I forgot how many timeouts we had. Then you see him throw that pick yesterday. I mean, how, <laughs> what the hell, that, that arm punt? And then he's like, yeah, I just try to flick it away and throw it out of bounds. Not even close. Not even close. And he's not the only one. I mean, they are making mental mistakes, physical mistakes. They, I mean, like 10 penalties, 14 penalties. How do you explain that? I, 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 well, part of it is Pittsburgh, right? So as, as loud as the stadium was, you, you and, mean, and J.J. Watt's little brother, was talking about it. He said it was so effing loud. And when the left tackle, the left tackle jumps off sides four times, basically in a row when they're in the red zone, that's when you know the stadium's loud. And as a pass rusher, all I have to do is look at the ball. Left tackle can't look at the ball and look at me. He has to look at me. And if I flinch my hands or, you know, there's little tips and tricks you do in him. If I open my hand real fast, he's going to jump. If I lean forward a little bit, he's going to jump because he cannot hear the snap count and he can't see the ball. So he's reacting on me and trying to use any kind of context clues of when the ball is going to be snapped. And they don't know. Hmm. They don't know. That is a problem for them. Again, it is home and away. When they have to get, when these old ass dudes have the old ass men have to get on a plane and travel and, you know, they need, they don't drink enough water. That happens when they're at home and they sleep in their own beds and their own hotel rooms. They become the team to beat, but they're not playing at home in the playoffs as of right now. No, and, up to that and shit. they're and they're a losing team during the regular season on the road. So yeah, that that does not bode well. One more thought about them: when you look at Gronk, does Gronk look like a shot fighter to you? <laughs> he he does. He do, he just looks old, like you know it happens to everybody. Like I got old in the second half of my last season. I was like, I got up one morning, and I was like, I can't get out of bed. And it, we've watched him age. And another the funny thing about Gronk is, here's a funny thing. You watch Gronk party during the offseason, right? And he's on his boat, and he's doing commercials, and he's doing all this. And then you watch him play, and you're like, when does this dude work out? Like, right. at what point is he, like, in a weight room or doing box jumps or something to get him prepared for the season? You don't see it. But all of a sudden, he shows up. He's in great shape. He's not fat. And you're like, and there goes Gronk running through your goddamn secondary like a dragon, right? This year, I don't think he worked out. He looks bad, man. And, and it's not like he looks bad as in um, they're not getting him the ball. He can't jump. He can't run. He can't run away. He's breathing hard in between plays. And I'm like, that's not Gronk. So I think this offseason when the whole trading thing was happening, Gronk went and sat down and wasn't lifting weights. That's what it looks like to me. All right, so if that happens, if in fact that's the case, can he get that back? I mean, can he get back in the gym and get back to where no. he was? Or once no, he's gone, is it gone? Not in, no, not in two weeks. You can't. I was, no, but I mean next season. Story, no. I, mean, I mean next season. If he's back in his yep. normal regiment in the offseason, will he once again be Gronk? Well, normal regiment is what? What is his normal regiment? No one's ever seen it. No, I know. I agree with you, though. I, I think that I think that he gets after it. I think he runs pretty hard. But this guy's doing, at least he was, he was putting work in. There's no way you show up and play the way he did without putting the work in, right? Jim, Jim, have you talked to anybody who's ever seen Gronk in a weight room? Yeah, but it, look, that that guy. That's genetic. That guy just showed, that guy just looks like that without throwing the weights around? I, I, am, I am not making a joke. I am saying I am dead for look the off season when you are on a boat and I, and people like to guys party and carry on I understand that 
But as you get older in age, you start working out earlier and earlier during the offseason, right? So our strength coach of the Broncos was like, look, if you're 10 years into the NFL, as soon as the season's over, you need to start working out. As soon as the season's over, Gronk gets on a boat. Is he doing push I've always, I've literally always wondered about him. Is he just naturally gifted like this? And it's one thing, Jim, to not be fat and out of shape, right? Not, not, I mean, it's one thing not to look bad. It's one thing to be able to run 60 plays the way he does and running through a secondary and not being thrown the ball. He is sprinting on every play, right. every – you know what I mean? It's yeah. like – so I've always wondered that. And I, I – J.J. Watt posted – everybody posts a workout. Like, you know what I mean? Especially Gronk with his social media. I, have you ever seen it? No, look, listen. I, I know exactly what you're getting at. I don't know what he's doing or what he's not doing. I understand the guys love to post their shit. Look at me. Look how hard I look. I work. J.J. Watt's doing it. LeBron's doing it. No, I, I haven't seen that from Gronk. Uh, to me, that doesn't mean that he's not doing it. I've assumed that you can't just be a dragon like that without throwing the weights around, but I don't know. I don't know what the regimen is right now. I just know that when I look at him on Sundays, Trevor, he looks nothing to me like he's used to, lo- used to look. No, he looks nothing like an NFL tight end. Hmm. Forget what he used to look like. Does he look like a serviceable NFL tight end? And right now, he does not. So, Trevor Price, story time. My rookie year, Michael Dean Perry was the starting Defensive tie. He Michael Dean Parody for the Broncos the year before I got drafted, I think was either AFC defensive player of the year. I mean, just right. super quick, super fast. Like they show film of uh, like when I got drafted, I came and they were like, Hey, you're gonna do this. And I and I'm I'm twenty years old. I'm like, I can't do that. I'm twenty. Right. He was thirty two. Yeah, he was a great was player. Like, my, my God, man, he was so fast. So so we go to minicamp and Michael Dean Perry can't walk. Like he like like he couldn't he couldn't walk he was walking so gingerly and the defensive line coach was like Mike Dean walks like his feet hurt and then we got to camp and his leg strength was completely shot but he looked like the same guy he looked the same he did not look out of shape he was the same size and he just couldn't run and they were and they would put him on the treadmill every day try to get his leg strength back and they were saying that he did not work out this past off season because he was thirty two years old, whatever he is, he decided not to work out. Hmm. And his legs just went. I think that's happened to Gronk. All right, That's what I believe. I hope I'm wrong, but I think that's happened to him. All right, so let me ask you about the Browns. They were able to grind out their sixth win of the season. They beat the Broncos. Greg Williams is now 4-2 and two as a head coach. I know what you said about him last week. There's no way you let this guy have that gig. You bring in a new offensive-minded coach, somebody younger. Dude, they played hard for this guy. They look like a different team under this guy. Are you still saying there's no way he can have that job when they're the Browns and they're a winning football team under him? Don't 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 take the cheese, Jim. I knew that was coming. Don't take the cheese. It's a trap. It's a trap. I'm gonna end this thing with Admiral Akbar. It's a trap. <laughs> Do not take the cheese. The Bron- the Browns are winning not because of him, and not not winning in spite of him either. He's a good coach. He is he has figured out how to be a head coach. God bless him. But if you think that this four and two run, you know we're hot, we're on a heater, is gonna lead to them. You know, taking a next next leap because of Greg Williams, you are going to die on that hill. You are going to do not take that. If he was a great coach, if he was supposed to be an NFL coach, he would have been one already. He would have been one already, right? So if I'm the Browns, I say, okay, thank you very much. First of all, the offensive coordinator, the Kitchens guy, is he staying or is he going to go get a, a college job? 
you know, what's the hottest commodity in the NFL right now? It's not quarterback. It's coordinator. It's the coordinator. Hey, listen, well, Trevor, to that point, and if you've got Baker Mayfield and he's your franchise quarterback and you love what you see from him right now and he's obviously doing as well as he is with Freddie Kitchens, wouldn't you do whatever you can to keep that coordinator if that's the hottest commodity? Yes, you keep the coordinator. You keep the coordinator now. You have to ask yourself, is the coordinator going to stay? Right. Because right now his name's about to get real hot, like real hot, like $2 million, $3 million a year hot as a coordinator, like a college head coach job hot. Like, you know, if 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 – if Lincoln Riley comes to the Browns, he's going to the to the Sooners kind of hot. You know what I mean? He's 44 years old. He spent all that time in college. He understands the college game. He worked for Nick Saban. So are you going to get him to stay? And if he leaves, you are stuck with fucking Greg Williams. You stuck and and now what? No, I you know, I, what, I, you know what? Listen, do I'm not there. Not, I'm not do there. Do not fall for that. No, do I, not. Fall I'm not going to fall for that. I, in fact, I'm not there. But I would argue that. The coordinator in this case is more important to the quarterback than the head coach. So if the coordinator leaves, I don't really care about the head coach. I mean, I'm posing the question. <laughs> right. If, the, if, the, if you want to get, if you want to really make a splash, make Freddie Kitchens the head coach. Right. Well, that was if my you, next point. If, is he ready? Is he ready for that? No. And neither was Greg Williams. Hmm. Neither was Greg Williams. I'm telling. You, Greg Williams got that job by default. I was like, who wants to coach the team? I, I just, and they were like, everybody took a step back and he forgot to step back and he was standing there and they were like, well, you're the head coach. I don't know. I'm right? just saying, I, lo I love these guys, man. I love them on both sides of the ball. I love them as a story. I love how hard they're competing. I'm just really curious because you can never really trust them at the very top to make the right call. You don't want to screw this up right now. They're in a great spot, man. The community is totally rejuvenated. The team is. They've got guys who make plays on both sides of the ball. Don't jack this up now. Right. I understand that, but you will put a dagger in it and you will stop all of the goodwill you have if you give. I, I don't know Greg Williams, right? I've never been coached by him. I've never seen the man, but I know enough about him. I know enough about his defense and I know uh, enough about professional football to know that if you think this is the norm under Greg Williams, you are wrong. Yeah, that's just the odds of it. Like I love the Browns too. Maybe me, America's team until that's Baker Mayfield saying. decided to become hey. a, you know, Baker Mayfield decided to become an asshole. When? Which, when, when, when? 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 When did that happen? So, I think I missed that. With with with, uh, with Hugh and the whole thing in the midfield with Hugh, like that's not the way. That's not the way it's supposed to work. You know what I mean? That whole thing that and that's gone. And they're gonna play the Bengals. They're gonna play the Bengals here in a minute. And you want to talk about World War Three? That's going to be a war. That's yeah, going to be must-see television. I, I love the, the guy. I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that. I don't. Have, I mean, I understand that. Maybe that might not have been the most respectful thing. I know you like Hugh. I don't have a real issue with that. As long as this guy backs it up and this guy makes plays, and he's making plays. He's making right, plays. Is that, is they that play hard of, with him. The vets respect him. They're going to battle with him. He's leading from the front. I don't have an issue with that. Uh, I don't have an issue with him at uh, with none of that either, right? Especially him as a football player, what he's doing now. But the issue is, Jim, at some point you have to grow up. You have to grow the fuck up. You have to realize this is this is not college or high school. These are grown men with families and four hundred one ks and they pay taxes, right? When you start paying taxes, you become a grow up, grown up. You're paying taxes. None of this kind of like oh we you know we're the fake in the locker room and all that. The same thing. I'll say the same thing about homeboy with the Rams and in the stands. At some point, you have to grow up. Yeah, I mean, and Baker I, I, Mayfield look, I, is I get that. Except, grow up. except there's so much better now that he was gone. He was That's one in thirty-one. That, that I, What's I, I a grown ass man with a one in thirty-one record. Yeah, you can't deny that. You cannot deny that. But they were in those games when they were what two in four or whatever they were. 
Those are the four games with Hewitt head coach with a with a kick, with a field goal kicker, and a bad call against the Raiders. They're six and zero. Oh. They're six and zero. Oh. Well, yeah, so were... if, if you want to blame it on Hugh, go ahead. That's fine. If anybody wants to blame their this season, this season, their two and four record on Hugh by himself. That is fine. That's what the job, that's why you are paid the big bucks to take those things on top of your shoulders. But at the same time, if you think that they're winning because of Greg Williams, you got another fucking thing coming. Yeah, I'm not, let's not get this twisted. I'm not saying that they're winning because of him. I'm just saying I've got no problem with Baker Mayfield calling Hugh fake if he thinks he's fake because the kid's going to say what's on his mind. He always does. And if he goes out there and he backs it up and guys are willing to go to battle with him and win with him, then I'm fine with that. But, but, let's do this. Let's move on to Dallas really quickly. When you think the Cowboys are not a team that you want to run into, and you think, man, look at that defense, and I know you love their young linebackers, and all of a sudden Amari Cooper looks like a WR1, and this is a team that you don't want to mess with, then the Colts lock them the hell up and shut them out. (laughs) How does a team with that kind of talent get shut out, and where does that leave the Cowboys? Uh, it, It leaves the Cowboys being the Cowboys. Right, <laughs> right. This right. is none. None of that should surprise anybody, including the goddamn Cowboys. Right. You can see this thing coming when you have Jim. When you when, when you have that kind of expectation, I'm not, and I'm not talking about inside their building. I'm talking about the rest of us out here. And you are playing such a a, a behemoth of a franchise, and your quarterback is still young. He's still twenty what four years old, and your running back is young. Your linebacker is young. That that young blood uh, plays well when the ball snapped, but when the ball is not snapped, when the ball is standing still, and we're trying to get somebody to lead us and say, "All right, guys, this is what we're gonna do." Where does it come from? Where does it come from? When you're getting beat up by the Colts, and and, and we should we should talk about the Colts because that's a real thing. Sure. And Frank and Frank Reich's beard is fantastic, right? <laughs> but let's go back to that, right? But when you when you're the Cowboys. And you're looking for somebody to say, okay, guys, this is what we're going to do. Where does it come from? Where does it come from? Offensive linemen, by trade, don't talk much. I have never heard Zach Martin's voice. Ever. They don't talk much. The linebackers are all 19 years old. The running back is 24. The quarterback is 24. Where, where's Jason Witten? And, and the funny thing is, Jim, leadership and a professional football team is kind of folly, right? Like, I don't need to be led if this is my job. But at the same time, I need to be talked to and calmed down. I need to be told, okay, we're getting killed by the Colts. This is what we have to do. So who's Someone that guy on that team? Who, who, who are the guys on the team that do that? Or who are you I looking for? Who are you looking for on that team to do that? It's usually the quarterback. It's usually your quarterback because, again, he makes he's supposed to make the most money. He touches the ball the most. He, his decision-making, the quarterback's decision-making is 100% uh, in tune with whether or not we win or lose. Whether or not me, the defensive lineman, I rush left or right, doesn't have much <laughs> much of an effect on our winning and losing, right? Every decision he makes has a has a full-on direct effect on whether we win or lose. So, Trevor, so is, Dak, that's our guy. is Dak Prescott, in your mind, just a guy? Is he just a guy? No, he, he is not Matt Ryan. No, 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 no. Well, because I think he has more talent. I think he has more athletic talent not football talent not even quarterback talent but athletic talent that he can figure out he's not just a guy but he's not the guy quite yet right the difference of that prescott now and what we're going to see four years from now is going to be astonishing and the football will look the same the actual football when you watch him play football it will lot it will not 
look much different than what you're seeing now. But we're going to see some of that Aaron Rodgers, this belongs to me kind of thing. If I want the coach fired, I will fire the coach. If I want the, if I want something changed, if I want a new building, we will get a new building. We're going to see that from him at some point. You think point. he's got that? You think that he's got that in him? He's that good. He's got I, that much upside. Want that much? I, I, no, remember, I didn't. I just said the football. What the way he plays is not going to look much different. But all the other things will be a hundred percent different. He's going to be the highest paid player in the team, right? That's coming. That's that's coming this year. And with that expectation, everybody's going to look towards him a little bit and say, look, you have to, quote, unquote, lead us. You have to make a play. Even if you lead us with your actions, we are now following you. All right, so you mentioned the Colts. I could tell you were really impressed by what you saw from the Colts. I mean, that was a team that looked like they were dead on arrival earlier this year, and now they look dangerous. They're doing a great job of keeping the quarterback clean. Andrew Luck has been lights out. When you look at the Colts, what do you see? You remember, remember when the season started, and I was like, "That guard they picked from Notre Dame is getting fucking killed." Yes, I do remember <laughs> but, that. But remember, yeah, but remember, I said he's going to figure it out, and I said, and I said, look, when he figures it out, he's going to be dangerous. Guess what he did, Jim? He figured it out. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ! And, and I'm saying, watch the, the little things, right? Watch the way he sets when he pass blocks. Watch when he pulled the, the the time that he pulled around and he was screaming and he hit the uh, Barry Church in the top of the head and got flagged for it later on. Th- that's fine. But watch when that's not happening. Watch how that kid plays. And I think he is leading the front of that team, which means Andrew Luck is able to be Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck looks good, man. He looks he looks like the guy they drafted that first year, but his rookie year when he was kind of took the world by storm storm and he was all shucking himself. Oh, I, I don't know what, you know, <laughs> carrying on wherever he was doing. But now he looks like a re- re- legitimate oh, sh- oh, shucking Luck. himself. <laughs> yeah, he does. Oh, I don't know. You know, just, oh, oh, shucks. <laughs> I right. play football. Jesus Christ, man. He does. He looks great. And now he's just aw shucking, shucking himself again. He, he looks aw awesome. shucking himself up and down the field as as Frank Reich's beard be, grows a Jason Momoa Aquaman beard. He looks he looks glorious with that thing. <laughs> That's a great word. There, there has got to be some magic in that beard. I mean, there's your oh. coach. There's your coach of the year right there. Oh, but easily. And don't cut it. Just keep growing it, man. Just let, let it let the fur fly. Uh, keep it keep it going like they showed him on tv i was like who the fuck is that oh my god that's the head coach of the Colts. and now prices picks all right trevor in terms of riding a heater let's get to your picks now if you're keeping score at home trevor's now 14 13 and 3 so you're above 500 for the year looking to keep it that way let's start with tonight's game nfc south rival game saints in carolina the saints are still vying for that one seed the panthers doing whatever they can to stop the bleeding the saints are road favorites trevor laying six who do you like tonight i like carolina as the dog and here's why the saints are going to beat carolina not by six and 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 the, and the reason I say that is that the Carolina Panthers are fighting for their lives, and I just believe in Christian McCaffrey, who Trevor Price story time. I used to watch Ed McCaffrey play with his sons. We are in Greeley at um at training camp with the Broncos. I'm in the pool just trying to get my mind, you know, my legs right. And Greeley has like a, a big swim. Uh, UNC has a big swim team, so there's a platform, the diving platforms. Ed's three sons, four sons, three of them 
are at the top of the platform. They are four, five, <laughs> six, seven years old, and they are jump. And Ed is at the bottom of the pool, like jump. And Christian McCaffrey is jumping thirty feet off the goddamn platform. He's six years old. Wow. So none of this surprises me. None of it, right? So I believe in that kid, and I believe in Cam Newton, and I believe in Luke Keekley and Thomas Davis and Julius Peppers. They will not get embarrassed, but they're going to lose. Just not by six. Give All me right. Carolina. Carolina plus six. Now, no more Thursday night football in 2018. So let's do the two Saturday games, starting with the Redskins getting 10 on the road against the Titans. It seems like a pretty big number, but maybe not. What do you think, Trevor? You know, I was talking with Hawk yesterday, and he was like, that's a lot of points for the Titans. No, it's not. Have you watched the Skins play? Have you watched that disaster? Man, look, when they put Jay, Jay Gruden on TV – I am looking at a man who's lost his soul. <laughs> I'm looking at a man who's just like, he, he he can't, the season cannot end fast enough for him. So 10 points is just about right. I like Tennessee to run the ball up and down. But but you know what? The thing is this. Like Tennessee could be like, you know, this week we're going to open up the playbook. We're going to throw the ball over the field. Because we can give the ball back to the Redskins. They're going to give it right back to us. So I like Tennessee. All right, so Tennessee minus 10. And in fairness, when you talk about Hawk, Hawk knows nothing about sports. He knows nothing about football. He knows nothing about sports. You you don't want to factor that in. All right, finally, Saturday night finale, Ravens in Carson to play the Chargers. That is an enormous game. Both these teams jockeying for position. The Ravens are getting four and a half on the road at that soccer stadium. I can't wait for your take on this one. Who do you like? All right, the the two things. One thing is I've always said – when I played NFL, right? When I play, I played for two East Coast teams and one middle of the country team in Denver. When you go from water to water, either you go from Atlantic Pacific, Atlantic to the Pacific, or Pacific to the Atlantic, that travel and going on over those time zones, I don't care how many teams say we're gonna go on Thursday, we're going Friday, we'll keep the same schedule. It doesn't matter what you're doing because more than likely you are playing in that stadium that you are traveling to once every four years. This is going to be a problem for the Ravens in the fact that they're going from water to water and they're playing in a soccer stadium. And I'm telling you, you may not think it's a thing, but sight lines and the way the sideline works and the way the crowd is, this will be strange to them. It will be strange to all of them because it's not an NFL stadium and you're playing far away in a place you've never been. I like the I like the Chargers and the four and a half because of the travel and the stadium. All right, so let me run this down very quickly. Carolina plus six, Titans minus 10, Chargers minus four and a half. Those are the three picks from Trevor. And that is going to do it for RPO episode 15. Appreciate y'all listening. Now, we are off for the holidays, so I hope everybody has an awesome rest of the 2018 year. Trevor, I want to say I really appreciate you, brother. That was an awesome time this season. It was a blast co-hosting the RPO with you. I said it for the record. I normally do not work with somebody else, but that was an awesome time, man. Thank you so much for that. Oh, man, I enjoyed it, man. That was big fun. That was big fun. Everybody have an absolute blast. Happy New Year. Happy Holidays. Merry Christmas. And we will see you all on the other side.